0: You're listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun, a Utah Lake Commission podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Podcast, hosted by the Utah Lake Authority. And my name is Sam Brager, your podcast host. Had to get a little fancy there, changing up my intro for any of our regular listeners. (laughs) Um, We hope you've been enjoying the series we're doing on Utah Lake Science Management and Policy event that was put on by Forestry Fire and State Lands. I know that's a whole mouthful I put in there, Um, but this is our uh, penultimate, we'll say, episode on this, and we'll be returning to our regular schedule. And this episode is kind of unique. We actually pulled together um, the brief presentations that were made by Joel Ferry, who is the current director of Department of Natural Resources. Um, as well as two of our uh, House of Representatives representatives, from the State House of Reps, um, which was uh, Kevin Stratton and Brady Brammer. And uh, Brady Brammer was the uh, sponsor for HB 232, which created the Utah Lake Authority. He's also served on the Utah Lake Commission Board uh, for some time. Um, Representative Stratton is one who has, I believe he serves on the Natural Resources Committee uh, or Subcommittee and has worked a lot on uh, outreach and trying to raise awareness and and put focus on the lake, he's also been a big part of providing some funding sources in recent years for some of the algae bloom treatments and things that have been done at the lake. So we wanted to put these three, they're um, all a little bit shorter um, than the other presentations, so they fit together well, you know, or uh, what do you call it, uh, technically, but we wanted to show just kind of some three similar yet different perspectives on how we are working together all of these different partners to care for the lake. And I love some of the points they hit on and we'll share here at the end. But listen in. Um, we'll have Joel Ferry on first, the head of DNR, then Representative Stratton, and then Brady Brammer's audio as well be there. And uh, we'll revisit this in a second here.
1: And um, <clears throat> Jamie, thank you for for having me here. and And I want to give a special shout out to Representative Stratton for really spearheading uh, tonight and, and bringing this together, I know this is a collaborative effort, and I really want to uh, thank former director Steed for put. You know, I'm here today because of him, literally. If he wouldn't have stepped down, I wouldn't be here. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, but I, I want to echo some of his comments on that that collaborative effort. Really, this is a uh, um, the issues that we're facing on Utah Lake are issues that no one single agency or entity or individual can do by themselves. We look at the broad scope and depth of the issues that exist there, from water quantity to water quality to understanding the ecosystem of the lake to understanding the impact that we as humans and the growth are having on the lake. As we develop um, this valley, what additional impacts are we going to have? And how can we help to mitigate those? We truly have a gem in our backyards. And what a unique opportunity we have today. The attention's here. The focus is here. And I think that there's a willingness. Um, People recognize how incredible the lake really is. And so when we look at what's there and what we can do, what options are available, I think that we consider all of those options. And we work as a collaborative team to come up with the right solution. This isn't me versus you, us versus them, anything like that. We can't go into our corners and kind of draw our red lines in the sand. We have to say, what can we do? Let's have an open mind, all options on the table. Um, and that's, I think, the approach that at, at the Department of Natural Resources we want to take. Uh, we do want to come up with solutions. I think that as we look at, um, you know, there's, there's a, a really big study that's being done right now by uh, the Depart- Department of Environmental Quality, a multi-year multi-million dollar study that will be out in the next 18 months or so. And we're going to have some significant opportunity to look at some of the solutions and some of the opportunities that exist there. So I just want to thank you for being engaged, for being here tonight, for having um, and under- uh, recognizing that this is an issue and it's something that we need to address together. So the work that's being done, I think, is absolutely incredible. We're going to come up with good solutions. And we will ultimately come up with good outcomes for this real treasure that we have in our backyard. So thank you. And just know that we're here to help. So thank you.
2: It's good, good to be here with friends. And I see so many faces. And I appreciate the chance to uh, just share a couple of thoughts it's it's a remarkable thing to consider the uh, resources that we have and the power of individuals getting together to be wise stewards. We, as a legislative body, we have uh, consistently strived to, in my tenure and my time there, to be seek to be seek to be. Uh, Fulfill, first of all, our constitutional responsibility of setting policy, fund the caring for the funds, then the oversight. But in that process, seek to be the very best uh, stewards we can of the resources we've been given. And in that light, uh, there's been some great progress. But I want to thank, first of all, the efforts of all. Anyone that's weighed in on this issue, uh, I commend and I thank and I'm grateful for what has been done to this point. I remember, as uh, many many years ago, probably in the mid '90s. You know, we had we've had discussions about Utah Lake and how we can uh, address the concerns there. And I ran across, and I've shared this before, but I ran across a, an article of my grandfather, who back in the late '50s and '60s was involved in. Uh, just like you involved, anxiously engaged in the community, a community member, the, the, the size of Orm at that time was closer to, a lot closer to 3,000 than the 100,000 it is. And, you know, there's a lot, a lot of difference in our communities. But the number one goal that year of the Chamber of Commerce was to fix Utah Lake. And, uh, I think that's a remarkable thing that, you know, we, we inherit generations as we look at what we've done with the lake to try and make it a good and and helpful resource for our community well we're on it we're we are here we are in 2022 we're struggling with drought and, and issues that uh, are challenging and in many ways unprecedented and uh, yet we're here together and I think probably the greatest strength by the way I bring you the greetings of our speaker I was just in a meeting that's uh, uh, less than about 45 50 minutes ago with him and he sends his regards and and uh, appreciate the, the work and effort that uh, and, and wanted me to share the commitment the legislature has to this process. And getting together like this, and it enlightens and helps the, the, the understanding. We recognize the power of the brain trust that we have. We draw upon that as the Director uh, Ferry. I have a hard time. I like to call him my, my good colleague, but as Director Ferry said, uh, working together, collaboration in a collaborative way is going to help us get to where we need to get. And it becomes a legislative duty to help make sure that the funding is properly in place and the oversight is there, and the policy is where it needs to be. We know we all agree that we need to do. Uh, we need to engage in 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 uh to the, uh, the the term I heard earlier today we, we we were talking about this issue in our appropriations uh, committee meeting we need persistent patience, persistent patience to get where we need to be on this and uh, it's going to take it's going to take all of us putting forth our very best effort but my goal is to have and do all we can to help this this great resource be what it can be its very best version as we continue to grow and and what we do so i want to thank everyone for their participation their engagement to be involved being intentional with it Uh, again i encourage as i always have that we're civil and recognize the strengths of even those arguments that are on the other side of where we may be as we listen together, I, I trust that we'll be able to come up with the very best solution. So thank you for being here. I'm committed to stay with you, see this through, and, and have the fruits that uh, we're hoping for. So let's, let's proceed. Thank you.
3: Okay, I will be very brief. Um, when you start out with legislation, uh, most of us are— fairly pompous windbags um, and me included in that, but in that, sorry, Kevin, you're not, um, but it's a process of humility. And the reason why I say that is you start out with an idea uh, with something that you're trying to bring up. And a lot of us have ideas. And the reason why we have ideas, you know, humans have ideas because we can kill our ideas instead of killing ourselves. Okay. And, and, you start out with an idea and one of the scary things as a legislature or as a legislator is you have to let people know about your idea. And then they tell you how stupid your idea is and you learn all the ways that it's dumb. And this this process was a very good process to go through. There was a lot of input and a lot of people that said, you know, you need to shave off a little bit here. You need to shave off a little bit there. But at its core, the idea was let's try to, Let's try to coordinate. Let's give the ability to receive more funding and let's put more resources towards improving the lake. That's the core idea of this. Now, one of the other things was to provide more local input for the lake, uh, that, you know, and, and so in terms of funding, we were able to triple the amount of money that's currently there's a little less between four and 500,000. that goes to the Utah Lake commission. It's paid for largely out of a few state agencies, but largely out of the local communities around here, but this is a state asset. And so we were able to, to remove that funding and replace it with triple the funding of 1.5 million ongoing from the state to triple the size of our shovel to make improvements with Utah Lake. That's one of the big successes of the Lake Authority. Now, in addition to that, we were able, there was a little bit of a, I felt there was a disconnect between what happens on the policy related to Utah Lake and what happens with what people that live near the lake want. And that's not always the same thing. Everybody wants a clean lake, but are the amenities up to par? Are we incentivizing the local communities to treat the lake as a feature and not a defect of our community? And the Lake Authority helps with that. It helps with that. And, and there will be some additional things that we do to, to help with that. Um, it also allows the Lake Authority to receive grant money in a direct way. So we can go to the federal government and say, we want to do this, this water project. And uh, the Lake Commission was not able to do that directly. They had to do it sponsored by another state entity or local entity. So there's quite a few benefits to having an authority over uh, over having a commission. But ultimately, what it was all about was getting more resources towards the improvement of Utah Lake. Now, what the Lake Authority does not do in the legislation is it does not say how we're going to do it in every way. It is not a prescriptive uh, bill. It sets up a structure. Now, I don't claim to be an environmental engineer, and you're seeing that there's so many different parts to the lake that I never claimed to know exactly what the prescriptive nature of fixing Utah Lake and even, okay, maybe we don't even, like maybe some people don't even want to fix perceived problems. They may not perceive them as problems, you know, That's not what I set out to do. What I do understand is government. I understand the structures of government and the levers of government. And I set out to create something that would have a better chance of implementing the numerous solutions that are coming out from our state agencies and from others to improve Utah Lake, to evaluate and implement. So we'll be getting reports from, uh, you know, this water quality study will be invaluable for the lake authority to evaluate and they can choose what to implement. Most of government is not new policy. It is prioritization of policy. And, and the lake authority provides a body to really look at it with a pretty well-rounded group of people with local interests heavily included to evaluate that policy and prioritize it because At some point, we're going to have to make decisions on what we tackle first, on what we tackle second, on how much money we put towards it. And there will still be requirements to go to the legislature and seek additional funding because there won't be enough. Or requirements to go to the federal government and seek grant funding because there won't be enough to implement everything that needs to be done or that is wanted to be done but this will be a body that can coordinate those efforts and make policy decisions and policy prioritizations. And that is really the point of the Lake Authority. And they will make the decisions. It won't be something that I did by statute. So thank you.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for listening in to those three um, talks there, or uh, I don't know call them presentations. Talk sounds a little bit funny, <laughs> but um, as you can see, I hope these three different individuals uh, all within our state government, two house of reps, representatives, and uh, also our director of department of natural resources show that the state is invested in Utah Lake. That's something I heard a lot in the beginning when I took this job six years ago is that people just thought the state didn't care. Uh, They thought nobody cared about the lake and that nothing was being done and it was just getting worse. The algae blooms were getting worse and who would want to go there and it's sludgy and it's toxic and et cetera, et cetera. That's not the case. There are definitely issues that need to be fixed at the lake and that's what a lot of what these presentations you've been listening to here on the podcast and our podcast in general talk about is trying to help care for the lake and improve it and try and maintain it for the future. But there is a lot of great work being done, and it's a lot better than many people think it is already. And so I hope that's what you've really taken from these messages, is that um, there is interest, there is a desire for focus on the lake, and there's funding becoming available as well in order to start enacting change, more change faster, um, but in a way that is also based in science management and good policy. So, I hope you enjoyed listening to those three. If you have any other questions on what they hit on or, or other thoughts on our series so far, feel free to reach out to us. You can shoot us an email at info at utahlake.org. Otherwise, check back in next week for our final presentation, which will be uh, Commissioner Tom Sakovich talking about their Sandy Beach enhancements, which will wrap up as our ultimate, or I uh, said penultimate on this one here. Um, I can't say ultimate, our last episode, let's say, uh, on uh, the forestry, fire, and state lands. Uh, Utah Lake science management and policy event. Thanks for listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe so that you can receive notifications each time an episode comes out on Thursday mornings. And if there's something in here that you feel you can share, please post the link online, share with your friends so that everyone else can also learn about the facts, fiction, and fun to do with Utah Lake.